Bill's looking stuff up. He likes to watch the sports shows. And this one's about the footballs in a college. Oh, no. Okay. I'm sorry. I got it. Here we go. Welcome back to The Watchlist with Patty and Bill. Hit that subscribe button wherever you subscribe to your podcast and tell your friends to hit that subscribe button as well. You can catch up on all of our back episodes and grab your own personal watch list by going to thewatchlistpod.com. Engage with us on social media at symbol pirate Alice, at symbol Bill Ivory Larson, at symbol the watchlist pod. And please, if you are listening on Apple, give us a five star review. We would appreciate that. Yes, we would. So I've got four things this week. I do too. What? I know. And not one of them is Star Wars. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Since you burned me last time. <laughs> well, three of mine are <laughs> Korean dramas. Well, fuck me then. <laughs> I should just I'll re-review review something Star Wars then. Yeah. Yeah, you will. But it was our listener, Gary, and a shout out to Gary and Meredith and their their beautiful son, Owen, um, who pointed out, damn, Patty burned you bad. Well, you know, <laughs> I got tired of all the burning of me for every time I mention a Korean show. I, it's okay. Mm-hmm. What comes it, around goes around, it, buddy. It, you betcha. <laughs> All right. So, but, but, but to be fair, though, mm-hmm. the shit that I'm reviewing this week, yeah, <laughs> sports related, sci fi, and action. Great. So, I do fit into certain genres. Okay. Well, you know, mine are kind of the same, but not sports. Um, sci fi, action. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> So since you have four and I have four, mm-hmm. what um who would you like to go first this week? I don't care. You go first. The first thing I watched, and I don't know why it caught my eye, but I was I always flip through. And and I don't know about the rest of our listeners, but you know, when I'm searching for something to watch, I always flip through air quote channels. You know, and these days in instead of ABC, NBC, CBS. It is now Netflix, Hulu, Amazon. And I came across something on Hulu called Customer Wars. And it has two seasons. And it is a show that spotlights the conflicts that arise when disgruntled and irrational customers come face to face with the employees doing their best to take care of their needs. Interesting. It really takes away your faith in humanity that people can act in a civilized manner. Yeah. yeah. I watched I watched one episode of this, mm-hmm. and I personally will no longer watch an episode of this. Okay. It is it is a cross between TMZ and watching your local news. And 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 these days TMZ is the fucking local news. Mm. But I don't want to see people, even though I do know it happens, destroy shit for no good reason. Go after employees for no good reason. Yeah. And I, at least we now live in a day and age of cell phone videos so that at least some parties within an altercation can be protected with with video evidence mm-hmm. of something. But this is a show that's just a train wreck to watch. Is it kind of using those videos that... You could scroll yes. through Facebook, Instagram, whatever, and find. That's exactly what oh, it okay. is. That's exactly what it is, except it's on Hulu, and they made half-hour episodes out of this. And I guess each yeah. episode has a theme to it. But I don't want to watch that kind of stuff. No. I like cute yeah. puppy. I like cute puppy videos and cat videos. And your funny baby videos. And and funny baby videos and shots of unremarkable of, of extremely remarkable places around the world. Yeah. You know, that's the kind of shit I want to watch. Yeah. I don't want to see and scroll through video after video of assaults and destruction of property and and all that other sort of shit. Yeah. It is called Customer Wars. It is on Hulu and avoid it. 
it is it you know you can first of all see that shit for free you don't need pay service for that like patty said and second of all it brings no redeeming value to your life except maybe to make you feel better about yourself that you would not do something like that but you can turn on the news and do that so that's customer wars on hulu avoid it okay Blech. well I read today that Paramount Plus is going to be joining the world of streaming Korean dramas. Uh, on hey, I just heard your neighbor. Oh, great. <laughs> That's awesome. But it was just that they were celebrating the fact that uh, Paramount Plus was going to have Korean exactly. dramas. On October 5th, they're going to premiere a six-part thriller called Bargain, just to throw that out there. Okay. And then I want to know why there aren't more American time travel shows. You want to know why? Why? I mean, anytime in a Korean drama you go through a tunnel, you end up in the past. That seems to be the theme of all their of all their time travel shows, and they have a lot of time travel shows. So, um, I just think that it's difficult. I don't even know if La Brea is still on. It is. I think. It I believe is? it is. All right, because it's hard to sustain. Mm-hmm. And I I just think that... That's probably why, because Korean dramas usually have one season and they're done. Exactly. That makes sense. So I I get that you can fall through a hole in Los Angeles and come out in prehistoric Earth or wherever the fuck you are. Yeah, where the hell are they? But why am I going to watch that for seven seasons? Yeah. You know? You need a reason why this is happening after a while. Right. Eventually, even Gilligan got off the island. So that's why I think that. I think American audiences want something. And and guys, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Hit me up on social or whatever and let me know. But I think people want a resolution at, at the end of their time investment. Yeah, and I I want to know if, if people in America would be okay with a single season of a show where you get a, a end-to-end full story and then you're done. And they don't have a second seventh 25th fucking season it's like one well, and done you got your resolution you got your start you got all your conflict in the middle and it's a full contained story and an episode or not an episode like one season and it's great i know that the studios well, want to milk it for all it's worth and keep it going to get all the money but what yeah, about the viewers the would money. they be okay with just one season that's why I and many other people that I know got off the train of fucking walking. Oh, dead. fuck. Yeah. So I could have put up with like four seasons or maybe five of the walking mm-hmm. dead tops. Yeah. And but there needed to be resolution. Either all the characters needed to die or they needed to find some haven, stay there. And that's the end of the show. That is their resolution. Mm-hmm. But now You've got this other spinoff about to happen, Daryl Dixon. Yeah, that comes out. I have it in my notes here. Uh, oh, tomorrow. So when this episode Tom- is out of our podcast, it will be pl- out. You could watch it. You could be. You could watch it. So there's that. Then you had the one with Negan and um, one of oh, the other yeah, characters. I, I don't even know the name of that. I gave up on that. I didn't even watch that. So how many spinoffs are you going to have? About a world that has just gone to shit. Yeah. Seriously. Right. But on the other hand, to your point, Flash Forward would have been a perfect one and done season. Yeah, except they end it where there's no resolution. Exactly. You got to find the book and read just, the book in order to know what happened. Yeah. And yeah, yeah <laughs> no. Like for that kind of show, two season tops. Yeah. Two seasons And I would have been cool with that. And then I want to be done. And I would have been cool with it. Well. Just give me a show, end it, and then hmm. let's move on. Well, moving on to my first show's review. This is a Korean drama called A Time Called You. It just came out on Netflix. There are 12 episodes. They're all available right now. And it's about a woman who is still grieving the loss of her boyfriend a year later. Present day, 2023. Okay. And after that that first year on her birthday, somehow she travels back in time to 1998. She wakes up as a different person. She is now an 18-year-old girl. And she meets this boy at the school who looks just like her dead boyfriend. Plus, someone is trying to kill that girl she became. 
<laughs> so far, it is damn good, and I, I would have totally watched all twelve episodes all night long, but I, uh, as as do I do sometimes. on many things that are really good like that. But I said no, I gotta stop now so I can go to sleep because I'm I was having trouble keeping my eyes open, and if you can't read mm-hmm. subtitles. You're not gonna. Yeah, that's really hard. You're not gonna know what's going on. <laughs> is there a dubbed version of this? Yes, this one actually has an English dub. Yes. Okay. It's called A Time Called You, and it's on Netflix. The episodes sounds- are between forty-six to seventy-six minutes long, depending on which one you get. So sometimes a little more than an hour, just to throw that out there. Mm. So it is a bit of a time commitment, depending on what episodes you're gonna watch. I think in some ways, though, as much as short shrift as I give you about Korean dramas, but you live there now because they're they're the stories get you. They the, somehow seem they are fresher so good, to you. and they're they're fresh. Right. They're really good. The historical ones usually involve like true events that I had no idea happened, and and mm-hmm. some of it's like in my lifetime I had no idea it happened. Right, and a lot of them are based on webtoons, which are even. Like their cartoons on their comics online, and they have some amazing stories. Those the webtoons, and I don't know. Well, it's a an Asian thing that the and the manga and that the webtoons. So yeah, that makes sense why America doesn't make series. Well, right. Them. That that's very <laughs> that niche. makes yeah that's that makes very sense. Niche. But their their story. Some of them are like slice of life stories where it's just like here's a scene from somebody's life at a year in their life, and it's nothing special, no special powers, no time travel. And some of them mm. are like mob things. And one that I absolutely love is like this tax collector with some superpower to know how much back taxes you owe and how much you've embezzled because the numbers above you talked your head. about that show <laughs> yeah, you talked about that, that show. it's not a show it's a webtoon and it is just so ridiculous but it's awesome at the same time you know the tax collector with superpowers <laughs> so as much as, as much as i give you shit mm-hmm. i completely understand it is fresh given the diet of what we are served here in America. exactly. So I get it. Mm -hmm. I absolutely get it. You are seeking out freshness, not in America, but overseas. Yeah, I'm seeking out- And that's how you do get- Yeah, freshness of of anything. If there was a fresh story of an American Hollywood-made show, I'd be all over it because it's new to me and it's something that they haven't been doing like 8 million times. So the only question there lie, therein lies, and again, people can hit us up for this, then what is the difference between a train to Busan, which was an international hit, even here in the United States, and uh, Squid Game, which was also an international phenomenon, actually? Mm-hmm. What is the difference between those and the other shit that people don't know about? That is a rhetorical question. But... Therein lies the rub, and that's the chasm that I think needs to be bridged. Because if there is other stuff out there, at least as good, what does it take to to elevate something? And it's not even just Korean dramas. It's stuff like the Spanish version of um, oh, Casa Money Heist. Yeah, Money Heist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, La Casa de Papel. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is it about that that just grabs you and says, okay, I'll watch this? Versus one of the millions of other things that are on. Right, exactly. Yeah. And I think it's the same problem as we have here. Something just catches on at the right time. Mm-hmm. So good for you for finding that stuff. As much as much shit as I give you, mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad you found a good home to watch stuff that interests you. And every now and then you do need to sleep, so turn off the fucking TV and <laughs> I go know. to bed. I'm well aware of that. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. What's up with you now? What's next? All right. So the next thing I've got is Foundation. Oh, I've been watching that. I'm a little behind, though. Oh, my fucking God. Oh, All you right. don't like it, huh? No, 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 oh, no. Oh, okay. It is on, it is on Apple TV+. Plus. And it stars Jared Harris from Mad Men, mm-hmm. 
and Lee Pace, who was actually uh, Ronan the Accuser in Guardians of the Galaxy, and the a complex saga of humans scattered on planets throughout the galaxy, all living under the rule of the Galactic Empire, and see, therein lies the rub. Well, but that's it's based on like a very popular sci-fi novel. Uh, oh yes, by Isaac Asimov. Thank you. I was trying to remember his name. Founda the, the Foundation series. Yeah. This is books. Yeah. And so. And these are I like have... big, thick encyclopedia-sized books. Yeah. Or let's say dictionary-sized, because people don't know encyclopedias anymore. Yeah. Yeah. These are Wikipedia-sized. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but luckily, there are two things I have going on with this show. Mm-hmm. It is very good, but to me, it is like opera. I fall asleep during an opera or a ballet, not because it's bad, not because I am bored, but because it is so fucking relaxing mm. that I turn off and I just am lulled into sleep. That is actually a compliment to the performers. Mm -hmm. My problem with this show is like, it is like reading Wikipedia. And so I'm turning to Laura every five minutes saying, what the fuck is this? Who the fuck is this? I just happened to guess who a character was. And she's like, oh, good for you. You guessed that. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my fucking God. How many episodes are there going to be, though, before I get that actually explained to me? Yeah. You have to invest some time and brain power into this show. Yeah. It's two seasons it, now. It's two seasons. And see, this is this is where I'm... I, this is where I become American, and I fully admit that. Mm -hmm. With something this dense, oh. yeah. with, with information and stuff, you have to be willing to put in the time for it. If you are willing to put in the time to science fiction or any tale, you know, call it Outlander. I don't know what the fuck that is, but that Outlander is probably lighter it's, than this. It is a time travel romance is what Outlander is. Right, but is it as dense in terms of fact and years and all that other yeah, sort of yeah, world Yeah, it, it takes over. Shit? It's a long, yes, yes, it, uh, yes. This, to me, Foundation feels like a slog. It is a slog. When I first tried to watch it, there's just so much oh you need God. to know and who's who and who the players are, and it gets into the politics of this world on exactly, top of it. Exactly. And then right. the politics of each individual world that's part of the Ugh. big giant, you know, galactic federation, whatever you want to call it, that I was just like, fuck this noise. And yeah. then recently when season two was about to come out, Dwight's like, we need to watch this. I'm like, uh, okay, I'll try again. And I, I got more into it on the second try. Because I think I may have had some memory of the first try in there. Yeah. That where I kind of recognized some of these players now and it got a little easier to watch. But mm. I've also dropped it off after a bit and I'm not sure how many episodes I have left now. It is just one of those hi kids in the background. Yeah, um it is, I'm just shits. I'm just fucking with you. Um <laughs> but I'll tell you this though. You have to love fucking science fiction for this. Yes. yes. This is not sci-fi light at all. No, this isn't your Star How Trek or Star Wars. No. Not at all. However, high production values. Yes. This show looks and sounds fucking beautiful, mm -hmm. but it is a space opera or ballet, and it truly starts lulling me to sleep because it's so dense and so well done that I just fall asleep. Mm -hmm. So if you are in for a penny and a pound in sci-fi, watch Foundation. It is on Apple. And I will say this too. It is of quality and does belong on an Apple. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yes. All right. Apple continues to build its brand on quality. Mm -hmm. That being said, oh, if you don't have that much of an attention span and you know it, yeah. Foundation is not for you. I mean, I couldn't right. say if you read the books if it would be good because I didn't read the books, so I don't know. Well, that that was Laura's thing. That's part of why we started watching okay, it. Okay, so she she's was read curious. The books? She has read the books. And what's her we, take on it? Is it close to the book? Is it good enough? Or so Laura's take on it is it is well done. Okay. 
because she was worried that, you know, obviously those kind of dense Wikipedia thick episodes of something wouldn't do justice to the source material. And so far, she's not disappointed. Okay. Okay. So kind of like the early Dune things and not this later Dune thing. What do you mean later? Well, like Dune? early Dune did not do like that did not do justice to Oh no, the no, Dune no, no, books. no, no. The Den the Deneva New Dune yeah. versus the David Lynch. Or there Dune. was a series a sci fi channel series of Dune that yeah, was able to was. do more because it was a, a mini series. Uh, right, yeah. exactly. Okay. Okay. So she she is pleased. So if you are a reader and a reader of sci-fi and love sci-fi, that's a slug. And you've read Foundation. And and the whole you know series, you yeah. might have that background. Then Foundation is your jam. Okay. It is not mine, not because it is not good. I just don't have that attention span, and I'm fully willing to to say that. Okay. All right. So continuing with the Korean drama stuff, globally, if you didn't know this, Disney Plus releases Korean dramas in other other what? countries. Yes. And in America, they put them on Hulu. And this next show is called Moving, and it's on Hulu. There are a total of 20 episodes are going to happen, but only 15 are out now. And after seven days of availability of moving, it became the most watched Korean original series on Disney Plus globally and Hulu in the U.S. Just to throw that out there. So this might be another big one like the Squid Game if enough people have Hulu and are watching it. But moving is about three high school kids who have special powers. They've got abilities inherited from their parents. And their parents are retired secret agents. Oh, my God. Yeah. One of the kids can fly. Another has, like, big athletic abilities and, like, regenerates from injuries. And the third one has, like, super strength and speed. And these kids are trying to hide their special abilities from other people. And their parents are trying to protect them from that shady government agency they had worked for. And there's a guy who's from America trying to kill them all. Of, of course, the big bad Americans trying to kill. Well, them he's all. actually a Korean guy who was kidnapped and taken to America to Iowa, yeah, to be experimented on and turned right, into. Right, but an he's American been Americanized, agent. so basically, kind right. of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's my problem with what you. It sounds just a lot said. like Heroes. It yeah. does. It's darker than Heroes, though. Oh, that makes all the well, difference. There's no, the well, there's no, well, no, it, there's Sorry. no like save the cheerleader, save the world kind of thing. This is not one of those kind of things. Uh, this is more about just those people. And you get the backstory of mom and dad now and how they met and all that kind of thing. And there's only the three kids. They, it's not expanding to more. But my, but my thing isn't just that it sounds like something I've already seen here in the States. And I'm not trying to be xenophobic I know, about, I know, ooh, it's America. It's just, but what I'm saying is that a lot of Korean stuff seems to be sci-fi. Uh, it, well, that's what I'm drawn towards, is the sci-fi, uh, the supernatural, the thrillers. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, hell no. So you give me shit last week for liking Star Wars. But it's, uh, now- it's like the Star Wars show. It is not. It is totally. It is totally because we both like Star Wars, except I'm like so tired of all these Star Wars shows. Well, when? Yeah. Well, this is based on a webtoon, which is probably why you get the superhero stuff going on. I'm telling you, a lot of the shows are based on webtoons. But they all sound the same is what I'm saying. What? this, This superhero one sounds like the time travel one? Well, it, it there always seems to be a level of supernatural. Well, that's again, that's what I'm drawn towards. The supernatural yeah. shows, the sci-fi stuff. Even if this was all American stuff, this would be the same shit that I'm watching. Otherwise, it's going to be 800 romances. Because a lot of the Korean dramas are romances. Yeah. Right. Some people don't like that. Some people do. There's... I can't roll my tongue. That's <laughs> that's totally what I'm doing right now. Yeah. There's... Hey, you can do I that. I can totally yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, there's one that I was watching. I can't even remember the name of it now. Fuck, what was that one? Whatever. But it, it totally followed that romance novel uh, formula. 
where they meet each other. She doesn't really like him because he's a rogue. But then they keep getting pushed together. And then she starts to realize maybe she really does like him. And then shit happens where somebody's in, in danger. And they're like, oh, I'm, I, I've lost you now. And my life is ruined. And oh, I was totally in love with you. And then they come back together and blah, blah, blah. It's that same oh romance. Romance novels all follow that same exact formula, oh. which is why people are drawn to them because they know what they're going to get. There's a certain yeah. group that like the romance novels. And this show, whatever it was called, which is why I didn't bother reviewing it, is because it is just a romance novel as a TV show. And each one has right, their so different the trappings. This one? this one, okay, this superhero one is called Moving. It's on Hulu. You could watch the first, in, first 15 episodes now. It is actually worth watching. I have really been enjoying 15 it. 15 episodes? How so long far, there's going to be 20 episodes total. They're about an Jesus. hour each. It's a regular U.S. season, 20 episodes. Or a, a previous U.S. season, 20 episodes, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Now seasons are like eight or ten episodes. Yeah, if, you're, if you're lucky. Yeah. If you're streaming and yeah, if you're lucky. Yeah. So All right. 15 All episodes right. moving on Hulu. I think you should watch it because it's a lot of fun. Okay. The next thing I have is the Equalizer 3. Oh, how was that? I went we well, we went to go see it with our friends April and Dante. So shout out to April and Dante. <laughs> Thank you, Al Barkas. I love that. A shout out from the dog. It's okay. I've got to say that we all went into it with this expectation based on the first two Equalizer movies, which were really, really good. And I'm not saying that this one isn't good. So the whole premise of this one is that um, Denzel Washington's character gives up his life as a government assassin after what happens on this trip. And he goes to this really small town in Italy where he soon discovers that his friends are now under the control of the local crime bosses. So what does an equalizer do? He equalizes. Uh, the one thing that I noticed that even Laura pointed to me is like, Bill, you would never fucking make it in this town. You know how many steps there are oh in Italy? Oh, my God. Holy shit. There is no way. And then one of the scenes actually takes place at this beautiful church this beautiful church at what looks like the top of a six story hill. Mm -hmm. And you're climbing up all these ancient steps and ancient steps. You ain't got no guardrails no. and, and the stairs themselves have been worn away by like time and all that other sort of Eight shit. Eight million trillion feet. Oh my <laughs> God. Yeah. Oh, remember that staircase so, in Paris that John Wick tried to climb? Yes. <laughs> oh my yeah, God. Yeah. Multiply that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. But, but, and it's beautiful, so I can understand why he would want to retire there and everything. But to me, the ending of this movie is a bit anticlimactic. Aww. Because we all looked at each other, and without giving anything away, we all looked at each other and said, that's it? We thought that there'd be a bigger buildup, and there wasn't. So the movie ends, and you're like, oh, okay. Hmm. It is nothing that you cannot wait to stream on whatever service it's going to stream on. Okay. Stream on. Sorry, I had to do that. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I'll allow it. Uh, thank you. Um, but, you know, the first weekend over the Labor Day weekend, it made $40 million. And I actually, that was my guess. If you people remember, uh, I said that it was going to make $40 million. It made 42 I don't remember but it is going mentioning to it at all. Oh, well, then you should use your superpowers and remember me thinking that I told everybody okay. that it was going to make I mean, it doesn't mean you didn't. I just, I don't recall you mentioning right. this movie at all. Well, well, I made an accurate guess and I'm patting Go myself you. on the back for You're it. You're great. I am. <laughs> uh, but it is going to sink like a stone. Oh, that's sad. And it's just one of those because the word is going to get out that it's okay, but it's nothing you have to rush out for for the theater. Okay. Tell you what, though, I like Denzel in this far better than I liked him as Macbeth. Oh, yeah, that was not and that And that's terrible. He should embody Macbeth. He, he is of gravitas enough mm -hmm. to, to play Macbeth. And mm. 
Yeah. He had one scene that was worth something, and then the rest of it was like, all right, it's Denzel in the role. Yeah. Here, at least, he has made this equalizer character his own. I think as a series, it is definitely worth watching, but this one also had shades of John Wick to it okay. as well. Okay. So it's okay, but wait for it. Okay. Okay. All right. My next and final Korean drama to review, it just had a yeah. season two, surprisingly. This is called Uncanny Counter. It is more people with superpowers. This time, their purpose is to hunt down evil spirits. Like, the there's some heavenly group that gave them these powers to hunt down and return the demon evil spirits back to the afterworld. And so they use these superpowers to capture them. Um, they disguise themselves as employees at a noodle restaurant. And season, as you, as do. you do, season two continues their adventures. And rather than the sp evil spirit of the week, this time there are three big bad guys. Um, well, there's a woman and two guys, and they have stolen the spirit, the spirit and powers of the counters that were in China, which has made these evil spirits stronger because now they have the healing power and other things of counters. And the guy who plays the main bad guy, Kang Ki Young, he has been nothing but good guys in everything I've seen. So to see him as a bad guy, he is such a good, evil bad guy that he made this whole series, this second season, really, really fun to watch because he is so good. He is like, you could say it is just a deliciously bad guy, you know? Have you seen somebody who's like just so good as a nasty person that you hate them so much, but they're so good at it that you respect their badness or something? I don't know how. David Tennant in Good <gasps> Omens. Yeah, well, this isn't, he's, well, maybe, you know, there are some really funny moments in this series. So, yeah. Okay, yes. I will go with that then, yes. And so he is a reason to watch season two, definitely. Season one was Where a lot of fun. This is on Netflix, Uncanny Counter. The Uncanny Counter, I believe is what it's called. And there's two seasons. I want to say each season maybe has 10 episodes. Maybe. There might be eight episodes. So season. it's a cross between the old Friday the 13th, the series, and Supernatural. Sam and Dean go and hunt different I things. I think it's more like Supernatural. They're not capturing items like friday the 13th was right but they're but they're they're capturing these spirits yeah the, the evil spirit like these spirits uh possess people and they they and rather than killing the person they take they draw the evil spirit out of them with their counter powers so then the person is still there and they can live <laughs> okay, on their so life Ah, so in other words, it's a cross between Supernatural and Ghostbusters. Kind of, okay. yeah. But this is right. this is really good. You're making it sound like it's shit, but it's really good. No, it's I'm not making it sound <laughs> like it's shit. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out so that I'm explaining this to, you know. Because my explanation is bad? No, I just don't have the, the brain capacity right now to... <laughs> I, I I fully admit that. Okay. I've told you okay. this earlier in this episode. Right. Please rewind us. I'll wait a no, second. No, that's okay. I'm not, well. I have to stop recording and then download to rewind. That's yeah. Okay. Not gonna happen. Right. But I get you. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed. Yeah, I like it. Uncanny Counter on Netflix. Watch it. All right. So the best thing that we're watching right now. Mm -hmm. Um. And I and I have to take a sidebar for a second. Those people who in this audience are watching Only Murders in the Building this final season, mm -hmm. I, I'm not spoiling anything plot-wise. I am just so fucking glad that um, so Selena Gomez finally fucking told off like uh, Steve Martin and Martin Short and told them that they were so fucking self-absorbed Oh, I'm I'm just so there. They had a scene in that, and I'm just so happy because, wow, it's about time. It's actually, it's about time, and it actually did even out the show. Oh, good. Um, okay. but the but the last thing that I'm watching, which is the best thing that that we're watching right now, is called Untold Swamp Kings, and it's a docu series on Netflix that just came out not too long ago, and it's how 
the legendary ruthless football coach Urban Meyer turned the Florida Gators into a winning machine. Oh. And and actually, just to give people a frame of reference, Tim Tebow, the quarterback, mm -hmm. was the quarterback of the Florida Gators at this time. And you see that there are other players that did come up and, and in Philadelphia history. It, it does involve, um, for Philadelphia fans, Sam Bradford, who played for the Oklahoma Sooners. So you can see players before they be, they branched off into the NFL, but just like what beast they are and what like what drove them. And 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 it's it's really, really an insight to the pressure of college football, especially in the South and in Florida around that Gator football program. Uh, it is wonderful and they have interviews with it. It, 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 if you are into football at all, then you should watch this show. And if you are particularly into college football, definitely watch this. It is called Untold, because Untold is the, is the overarching series. And this one is called Swamp Kings. It's, it's, it's just really good and really riveting and, and absolutely worth a watch. My last thing is on Netflix. It is an eight-episode docu-series called Spy Ops. Oh, you saw that? I saw the preview for that, and I wanted I, to watch I that. watched the first episode, which is called Operation Jawbreaker. And this docu-series examines successful espionage operations from the 70s forward that were executed by the CIA, MI6, Mossad, some other agencies. And they go in-depth talking to participants who worked for those agencies, and they really go over their tactical, on-the-ground decision-making process for these um, missions. And the first one talks about Operation Jawbreaker, and it talks to the people involved. And Operation Jawbreaker happened a few days after 9-11, where they sent these guys to Afghanistan to work with the Northern Alliance to push the Taliban out of, out of Kabul and other territories that uh, they, the Taliban controlled. So that's what this one's about. It was, it was really good. You got a good in-depth what was going on over there right after 9-11. Wow. And it looked very yeah, that's interesting. That's the first one I watched. It looked very interesting. Yeah, this, oh, this, I, uh, this was about an hour long, this one episode. And you would recommend it. Yeah. Spy Ops. Spy Ops on Netflix. Yeah. If you're into that kind of thing, if that sort of thing is cool and you like it and you want to know more, that they talk to people that did it. Sweet. People were there on the ground. So I, I do have to say this as well. Before we get into our news, because we, we have some news this week. Mm -hmm. I am dying as a Philadelphia Eagles fan. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. I am looking forward to the Jason Kelsey documentary called Kelsey. Now, the day our podcast comes out, mm -hmm. which is Monday, it debuts on um, Prime Video. So if you have Amazon okay. Prime Video and are a Philadelphia Eagles fan, watch Kelsey, because I know I am, and I will be reviewing that fucker next week. All right. Okay. I want to mention, I found on Netflix... A live cam for Baby Gorilla in Cleveland's uh, Cleveland's Metro Parks. It's an hour and 45 minutes of Baby Gorilla no in the kidding. Gorilla Habitat. And it's live streamed every Thursday at 9 p.m. Central Time. On Netflix? On Netflix. That's cool. Yep, they got Aww. a plan for the next th for the rest of this month at least to live stream the baby gorillas in the gorilla habitat. Because there are two new baby gorillas wow. at the Cleveland Metro Park. So Good for if you want to see what last Thursday's live stream was, you could watch the replay. Okay, but, so for the yeah. whole week you can watch last week's. Yes. And, and then, then every Thursday night you get a brand new one. Nine PM Central Time. Look at that. Yeah. Um, I will say this, though, too. It is a good way to support zoos and the animals within the zoo. Because I don't know what kind of money they got from Netflix for that. Yeah, but every, every zoo, every place that takes care of an animal, particularly animal shelters, need money for just day-to-day -day operations, like yeah, feeding, feeding and them. cleaning. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I am glad to hear this because one, it helps zoos out. And two, there are operating expenses that are very real, which is why places like these ask for your donations all the time. So awesome. I will be checking that out. Okay. All right. We have news. News. So thanks to David and shout out to David. What's up? Hey, David. He sent this thing, a very disturbing story about Jimmy Fallon and The Tonight Show. Mm -hmm. It is um, from Rolling Stone magazine. And they apparently did an in-depth look at what's called chaos comedy and crying rooms inside Jimmy Fallon's Tonight Show. 16 current and former staffers say Fallon's erratic behavior spoiled their dream of working on The Tonight Show. And this this article goes in depth about just the same type of shit that was on the Ellen DeGeneres show. Mm. And, and because this article was behind a paywall, I Googled it elsewhere and was able to look more into this. But some people allege, and allege, I, I don't, I, I'm saying allege because I don't know this except third hand, that Jimmy Fallon had an alcohol problem and people could smell it and that led to his erratic behavior, that Jimmy Fallon had good days and bad days and you didn't know what you were going to walk, walk into on any particular day. But if it was a bad day, he would berate people on set for their fucking cue cards. So people would go in and there was also a revolving door of showrunners as well. So in nine years, there were nine different showrunners. And that's bad. And so people would duck into these crying rooms, very specifically set up to hide them away and just cry. And several people have had to go to therapy for this. One person contemplated suicide over the conditions of working on The Tonight Show. And so this week, he had a Zoom call with all the employees of NBC and The Tonight Show very specifically and apologized and said, that is not the the work environment that I want and our showrunner isn't going anywhere. We love him and, and we're sorry. Please feel free if you experience anything in this very inclusive environment that we want to. Please go to HR when it's been alleged that HR didn't do shit. And so... This is the same kind of stuff that they claim tanked Ellen DeGeneres' show. So even though Ellen DeGeneres ended after, what was it, 19 seasons or whatever it was, Mm -hmm. all of this came out about her toxic work environment. She apologized. And then all of a sudden, whoops, the show is going to end after 19 years. Mm -hmm. So I think about it like this. That sucks and it's horrible. I don't know what it's like to be the person whose name is on something like that. But you cannot, as the person whose name is on something, whether it is Ellen DeGeneres, Jimmy Fallon, David Letterman, you know, any Oprah, anybody. You are the end all and be all of that particular operation. And if there are that many people who are too scared, by the way, to name themselves but who are distraught enough to go off the record or on the record anonymously to have this story break to help other people in that environment, I have to side with them in this and say, well, fuck that. I, and, and I don't, if I'm watching something for the entertainment value, what kind of tears are going on behind the scenes? Yeah. Right. You know, what kind of producer or stagehand or somebody is off crying while we're supposedly laughing, watching what we're watching? Yeah. Yeah. So read more into that, people. You know, it's just something that if you are a viewer of Jimmy Fallon, it would be interesting to read. Mm -hmm. You know, but anyway, that's the news that I have. Okay. Okay. So 
I'm assuming you know that Doctor Who, there's going to be a three-episode special coming up. It's the anniversary episodes with David Tennant and Catherine Tate. Yup. That's supposed to be coming out in November. Yeah. According to Entertainment Weekly, it's going to be on Disney+. Plus. What? I know. That's what caught me off guard. I'm like, Disney+. Plus. Disney+, Plus doesn't sound like the place for Doctor Who. If anything, I would have thought it would be like on BBC America, the AMC Plus streaming. Well, they're probably trying to broaden the audience by putting it on Disney+. Plus. That could be. Because if you think about it, BBC America seems very niche. Oh, it is. Like, oh, you're watching BBC America? It's the Star Trek Next Generation channel, really. They well, don't haven't had anything is. British on it in a long while. <laughs> Let me just throw that out there. But it there. still is the British Broadcasting Company. So. I know. And they're doing all Star Trek Next Generation all the time. Every time I put it on, it's yet another episode of Star Trek Next Generation. Oh, this one. I am for you, Ulrich Avalt. You know, whatever. Oh, my God. There are Freak. four lights. You know, you name it. Uh, yeah, I've seen them all enough to quote episodes of Star Trek. I, I Trek. get that yeah. episode. That was actually a very good episode. That was a good episode. Anyway, um, good episode. so yeah, Disney Plus is probably where you're going to find the new three-episode special of Doctor Who in November. Other new things that are returning or have returned. The Wheel of Time is back on Amazon Prime for season two. We watched that. We watched season one of that. Yeah, season two is now out. There's a few episodes you could get caught up. Star Trek Lower Decks is now back on Paramount Plus. <laughs> Walking Dead Daryl Dixon, as we mentioned, as of Monday when our podcast comes out, is available on AMC because that hit on Sunday. 913, the morning show's new season on Apple Plus comes out. On September 22nd on Peacock, the brand new from the world of John Wick, The Continental will be. My only thing about that. Mm-hmm. Hang on. It's called, what is it called again? The Continental, colon, from the world of John Wick. Yeah. So my thing with that is that it stars Mel Gibson. Oh, I didn't realize he was in it. Yep. I he just actually, read John Wick and was like, ooh. I mean, that series centers around the young Winston mm-hmm. and and the New York Hotel. Mm-hmm. called the continental but mel gibson plays a character named uh cormac cormac or whatever it is cormac yeah cormac cormac so i i just can't watch it okay ah, that's fine just saying just can't watch it okay did you know right. quantum leap got a new season i know i saw that it i was drops very surprised october 4th on nbc the next season of Loki comes out on October 6th on Disney+. And that Frasier revival that people have been talking about? Yeah. October 12th on Paramount+. Plus. No shit. No shit. Wow. That was my bit of news of the wow. things I found to talk about. I would watch that Frasier reboot. I mean, I although... Know. You're you're always... you're I'm always dubious of things like this because you watch certain things and go... Why the fuck did they do this? Yeah, I mean, Frasier's over. Do we need to go back? I don't know. Well, exactly. Why do we need to go back? And it, and if you do go back, like, it could either work or not. Like, night, the new Night Court, not good. Not good. Although my brother loved the new Night Court. Really? He thinks it's great, yes. Your brother's weird. He he, he is kind of. Sorry, Mike. I know. I know, I know. you Sorry, sometimes bro. listen. To oh, the show. I know. Well, thanks for being half a listener anyway. But yeah, this. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Watch no, other shit, and then you'll realize how bad it is. All of this other shit. Yeah. Um. So I look at this with dubious, like, okay, I'll watch it because of its pedigree, mm-hmm. but I will give it one episode. Did you already cancel Paramount Plus? Sure. Oh, that's right. It's on Paramount Plus, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. I won't be watching it at all. Thank all you. All right, very then. Much. And you're not going to see the new season of Lower Decks either. Nope. Although oh, well. I, oh, well. I, I enjoyed Lower Decks, but not enough to keep Paramount Plus. Oh yeah, no. As a matter of fact, ooh, thank you. I do have uh-huh. one other piece of news. Ah. Fuck me if Disney Plus and the Hulu bundle for all three isn't going to go up in price. By the way. Oh, it is. 
I when I logged into Hulu, mm-hmm. I got a screen that flashed up that on a certain date, and I forgot what certain date it is. Yeah, there's going to be a price increase for all three of them. Wow. So Bill, within mm-hmm. this next week or so, is going to be negotiating down. Yeah. I'll be dropping ESPN Plus because we really don't watch it. already had the conversation with Laura. The one show that we watch is not worth spending money month after month after month after month just to wait for. Yeah, no. And then it becomes, well, even if I only say five bucks a month because I still want commercial free, then at least I'm saving 60 bucks a year. Yeah, yeah. You know, so... So all of their bundles are going up or just that the three things together bundle? Now that I don't know because right now my subscription includes the the three in the bundle. Okay. And so the message I got was the three in the bundle is going to go up in price. So I don't know if people who only have two in a bundle are also going to go up. Or have them separately. Right. And I also don't exactly... Like if you have Disney Plus and Hulu, if that's going to go up because Hulu is going up or Disney Plus is going up, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But I would by... assume that the bundle with commercials, because the only way you could get Disney Plus and Hulu is with commercials. I would assume that shouldn't go up because you got fucking commercials and who's going to pay more for commercials? Uh, I just don't want commercials in my I know, shit. I know. If I was going to pay, if I'm going to pay more... I want no commercials. So I'm paying for Disney Plus separate from Hulu. Hulu, I have commercials. Disney Plus, I don't. Yeah. I haven't brought myself to do Hulu with no commercials yet. I got to get rid of other shit that I'm paying for that I don't watch before I do that. Yeah. Yeah. So... And if Disney Plus would just give me a bundle of Hulu and Disney Plus with no commercials, I'd jump on it in an instant. I would jump on that in a heartbeat. And mm-hmm. I think that's what they know. I yeah. think they know ESPN Plus isn't going anywhere. And therefore, yeah, if you want this cheaper price, well, we're going to give you commercials in it and you have no other choice. Yeah, to make up whatever. Right. So the, uh, Income loss they've got, yeah. Right. So... Okay, That's I think everything. the child in I think the child in the background yelling uh, tells us that our show is over for this week. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking kids. Fuck it. Go, show, go, you little bastard. Get off my lawn, you little shits. Go to school and learn something, you yeah, little Yeah, shouldn't you be in biters. school right now? Yeah, go fail a class somewhere. Anyway. <laughs> God, I'm oh, me. We both are, really. We're both a couple of dicks. Oh, my God. Um, anyhow. Yes. <laughs> oh, log on to thewatchlistpod.com. Click on the Contact Us button or engage with us on social media. Oh, my God. Okay. God, God damn, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, catch up on all of your back episodes on the website. Um, engage with us. Let us know what you're up to and watching. I posed a couple of questions earlier in the show, and uh, you're going to have to listen to the show to find out what they are. And in part, <laughs> because I don't remember what they are. <laughs> you are so out of it, man. Dude. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, God, our <sighs> podcast is awesome, but it's also totally a trade wreck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah anyway anyway enjoy your week everybody we love you thank you all very much for listening please hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcast and we will talk to you next time uh-huh okay okay, okay bye, bye.